Welcome back to the Passion for Progress podcast. In this episode, we are interviewing a very good friend of ours now called Ro. He's a very successful online coach. Travel it. He travels all the time for work, coaching, and he's doing very well for himself at a very young age. So, Ro, tell us a little bit about yourself, mate. Yes, boys. Firstly, thank you very much for having me on. It's good to, good to be on the podcast. And um, yeah, so my name is Ro. Um, I've been an online coach for four years now, uh, and I run a business called The Worker Coach, which essentially helps busy professionals and executives from all over the world um, get leaner, get stronger, uh, healthier around their busy career. So um, yeah, that's kind of me and, and what I do. Awesome, Ro. So when did you first realise that you had a passion for the fitness industry and the fitness yeah, so I was quite lucky when I was younger. I was um, able to play a decent level of football here in the UK. So I was playing centre of excellence and academy level. Um, and like, I just loved football and I wanted to be a professional. So I always had this competitive drive. I was always active um, and I always wanted to kind of be successful as, as a young kid. Um, I got to 17, 18 and realised that um, I wasn't actually going to make it as a pro. I didn't get a scholarship or anything like that, which was pretty disheartening to begin with. Um, you know, I didn't really know where to put all this passion and drive that I had um, for, you know, from playing football. Um, so I decided to delve into the gym and start getting bigger, start getting stronger and learning about kind of natural bodybuilding. Um, and when that happened, I, I kind of made a lot of mistakes when it came to my own training, right? Getting injured, uh, not eating properly, all of this kind of stuff. Um, started learning about the research behind things, started training myself a lot more. And then, yeah, I got to the point where I built a, a half decent physique, getting a lot of questions from friends and family. Um, so I decided to set up a website and set up a business to, to kind of help other people. Um, and it started from kind of a modest side hustle to now me kind of coaching people from all over the world um, and being a full time gig. So, yeah, that's kind of my story. OK, great. And what sort of age would you say you found fitness and then what sort of age did you sort of turn it into a side income? And then what sort of age did you turn it into like a full time income? Yeah, really good question. So um, I firstly got into fitness when I was probably about 16, 17. So that's when I first started training. Um, and I probably spent about four to five years kind of training, not really knowing what I was doing for the first couple of years, right? Um, and then towards kind of the second half of that, I knew what I was doing, got into my early 20s. And then at 22, I set up my business whilst at university. So at university, I set up the business. And, you know, initially, it wasn't making that much money, man. You know, for the first few years, it wasn't really, um, you know, raking in enough for me to kind of quit my job or you know live off um and now i'm 26 kind of four years in i'd say sort of the last year is when i've really started to level up my income uh for my business and, and make it a full-time thing um so yeah uh kind of last year was when i could do it full-time yeah awesome so you said you set up your business at uni right i didn't actually know that um what were you what were you studying at university yeah, so I was studying uh, international business management at um, university in London, man. So, um, yeah, I, I was kind of a broke student, man. And I was like, I need to make some money so I can go out and get drunk, right? So um, I just <laughs> thought that having a, having like a, a website would be cool. I learned like WordPress and like did a load of like YouTube tutorials to kind of build this website. Um, and I got all my mates to push it out when it went live, like all the people from my area. Um, and I ended up getting a, a sale on my first like day of launch, right? Which I couldn't believe someone had paid me money on the first day. I was like, shit, man, I need to learn how to online coach now because <laughs> this is crazy. So um, yeah, from there, it kind of gave me the confidence to, to keep going. Um, and yeah, that was kind of the origin story of it. Nice, nice. Should we, uh, before we go into the next question, should we just talk about how us three met? In, in yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah like it's, it's probably, rather than save it to the end, we'll, uh, we'll go into it now. But do you want to take over, Charlie? Because I feel like this is down to you. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, where do you start? Mr. Mess Mr. Messenger. Just, <laughs> if, if you get oh, a message yeah, from Charlie <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> he's a plug, man. Yeah, he's, he's a, he's a, a networker, man. Key networker. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. I want to see his DMs on Instagram because it's probably just... Oh, don't. They're they just be like red under loads of messages. Like, just, <laughs> but it's, Absolutely it's work though, but yeah. Yeah, no, you, you go, Charlie, you go. Paramax. Right, yeah, so obviously I dropped out of uni, didn't I? Drop, I messaged Fraser, um, asked him about what he was doing. Sorry, he was doing really well in coaching. Um, and obviously Fraser ended up mentoring me if you've seen any of the, any of the recent podcasts. Um Whilst Fraser was mentoring me, I, I was going to masterminds, I was doing courses and stuff like that. And I um, I, stopped, I was following Ro on Instagram and I actually went to a mastermind. And I'm pretty sure at the mastermind they were talking about like messaging people or outreaching to other people and just mix with people and, and gain like traction in the industry and talk to people and just learn of others. 
Um, and it inspired me quite a bit. So I remember I just went home that day and um, I looked up to Ro quite a bit on his Instagram. I think he had quite still quite a large following back then, Ro. It was a couple of years, maybe three years ago. Um, and I messaged Ro saying, I don't even, I should have got a message up. I messaged you saying yeah. something like, hey, like I've just been a mastermind and I've, I've got inspired to message you. Um, I'd be really grateful if you give me any advice you've got in terms of online coaching um, or just a call if you've got any time of the day. And fair play to you, mate. Didn't even know I was. And you replied saying, yeah, mate, sound. Like, I think you literally said like, what time tomorrow is good or something like that. And we got straight on the phone and I remember just getting my notepad out. I was gassed, took loads of notes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that was the call three years ago. I never spoke since. You just gave me loads of advice, which thanks for that. Obviously, it helped me a lot. And then, cool. And then what is it? Two, three years later in January, me and Fraser went to Dubai. Where are we sitting in expectate expectation? That's what we call it. We were having some pancakes. Good pancakes. They were 10 out Yes, we're having some pancakes, having a coffee. Fraser's gone to the toilet. I've turned around on a table far in like the distance. I've seen Row. And I'm thinking, no way. I, I was like, no, this is not no way. And anyway, Fraser come back out, didn't you? And I said, You're not gonna guess what's happened. I said, How did how cool this guy like two, three years ago? And he's over there. You like I, him. I remember you telling me about that call. Yeah. I remember you telling me about that call, like when you had it with Ro, and uh, it's just mags and sorry, sorry, carry on. You yeah, nah, that's good. It. And then obviously we messaged you, didn't we, Ro? And I was like, mate, I'm outside, come out and have a chat with my mate. And then you came out, and then just from there we got chatting, had a coffee, didn't we? And started sending it from then on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, booked a bottomless brunch that day for like the, the Friday, I think. Great away. Remember that? Yeah. Bad influence on you boys, aren't I? I think we went zero gravity the next day, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the taxi drive home, Ro? Oh, Cody. Oh, <laughs> I should have paid for the way there, mate. The poor taxi driver had to get his car clean because uh, Charlie didn't keep his drink down. But, um, yeah, yeah oh, mate. That was, that was a good day, though. But, yeah. Um, yeah, mad. That's, that's obviously how we met. It's just funny because, like, we, we sort of, it might seem like we were taking a mic, like, you messaging people, but it's obviously a very, very good thing. Like, and anyone Great watching thing. this or listening should take that on board and, and do that themselves. Because like Ro, for example, he's the type of person to turn around and give give out some free value, free advice, because that's just the type of person he is. And, and I'll do the exact same thing. And I know you would, Charlie, as well, if someone, yeah. if someone sort of dropped you a message. So um, yeah, it's just yeah. interesting. So obviously you messaged me, didn't know me. I mentored you. You messaged Ro, didn't know Ro. And then you told me about Ro. About the and then, and then Dubai happened, and then it's just we all met up, crazy. Yeah, yeah it's a quite, quite a sick little story to be fair. But um, yeah, mate, what, what's the next question? What have you got, Charlie? Yeah, so in terms of obviously, say your story, Rob. So you need to set up your business as we've got to right now. Um, then obviously, I know that you had a, a corporate job from following you, and then you yeah. um, obviously you ended up putting it on to five. So, what sort of happened? What was that? What happened from uni? You went into a job, and then obviously, after that, what happened from then on? Yeah, for sure. So I I graduated university. Um, and at the time, my business was not at a point where I could kind of have a full time income from it or pay myself or it just wasn't stable enough. Right. So um, I got a pretty decent um, I, I was pretty decent in my degree. I got a, a good um, result and, and I decided to you know apply for a corporate job. And I ended up getting a good corporate job as well in the center of London, working for a big uh, multinational company. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially what I did. And I think like the standard, you know, path for a lot of people that go to university is to go and get a corporate job straight away right and you know use your degree make sure you can earn some money which makes sense um but you know I always had a passion for fitness I knew that I wanted to run this business full-time online I wanted to be location independent work for myself all of that kind of stuff so um yeah I started essentially working this nine to five and running my business alongside and this is probably like the hardest time of my life or the time I worked my hardest because I was, you know, in the center of London, going to this corporate job, getting up at like 6am, doing my job, getting home at 6pm, going to the gym, training, then doing my business from uh, until like midnight, right? And I'd wake up and do that again, like six days a week. So um, it was a bit of a grind, man. Um, but I kind of decided like after sort of six months of doing both, I was like, I need to make a choice, right? What do I want to do long term? Um, so I decided to have my notice in at my corporate job. Um, and I decided to go all in on my business, um, which was a, a big kind of leap, I think. And it was, yeah, it was like a leap of faith, man. It was a big risk to take, but it's paid off now because, um, you know, I'm now doing the thing that I want to do. Um, 
but it was a big journey, man. Like I didn't go straight from the corporate job into full-time my business. I was also freelancing on the side. So I was running some, um, you know, social media accounts, freelancing for some other people to ensure I had some income coming in whilst I was building up my client base and ensuring it could it could grow. At this time as well, I also invested into courses. And I think that, you know, investing into yourself is so important because, you know, you don't know everything, especially as a, a new person into business. And, you know, as much as you like to think that you're, you're the shit as it is, like, you know, you need to let your ego go and say, actually, I need to learn some stuff from people that have actually done it before and things like that. So I invested into a couple of courses and I, I guess that that was really the, what skyrocketed my progress because I knew then that, fuck, this is what I was doing wrong. Um, this was, I was focusing my energy in the wrong areas. This is what I need to do. Um, and having that expert kind of advice really helped me now um, run my business full time. So yeah, it was a transition. I'd say 2019 was pretty, pretty difficult as in like I was learning a lot but through doing courses through investing in myself I was able to then come into 2020 doing this full-time essentially so um yeah that's essentially how how I grew I I think it's interesting because again we we spoke about this with Ben like we've spoken about this but same with you Ro that at that start point like when you've you sort of you actually have got to put yourself under that pressure and like that you said obviously did you say six to six corporate like yeah day and then come home and work and like i'm guessing you were training around that as well yeah yeah so we all sort of went through that sort very of similar initial, stories initial phase to like i think it was about a year like that maybe that first 12 months maybe you sort of got you've got a sort of graft i guess to put yourself in a, in a better position i think sort of people need to need to understand that because i think people do sort of see coaching or coaches popping up everywhere and maybe sort of think it's an easy thing to do but obviously yeah. it's it's still um it takes a lot of time especially to sort of grow in the first sort of initial stages so um but yeah and, and then in regards to sort of investing in yourself how important would you say that is to your success i know you said it was like the turning point but how important is that yeah i say for like speeding up what you want to learn it's like it's vital right so you know you can make the mistakes yourself and you'll, you'll probably get there right just through trial and error and doing it yourself um, i know lots of people that have and i did that to start out with initially but once you find out what the problem is through things like courses and investing in yourself you know you go from there up, up to there right because you know that time is just gone because you, you find out what the issue is so um you know for me i'd say it's vital right and I always have this mindset that you should always be a student, right? You should have a student mindset to everything. So you should always be trying to learn. So it doesn't matter if you're earning X amount a month or, you know, you're think that you've made it, you haven't, you need to keep learning. You need to keep investing in yourself. The more that you do that, the higher that you're going to climb, right? And the more that you're going to overcome problems easier. Um, so for me, investing in myself is essential, right? It's the same as investing in a PT, right? You know that that's good for your health. You need to invest in something for your business as well, whether that's doing a course, hiring a mentor, um, yeah, I have coaches in, in different parts of my life because I think it's important. And um, the same applies to business, for sure. Definitely, couldn't agree more. Love that, exactly, Rose. So obviously you spoke about all of that. In terms of sacrificing, what sacrifices were made in terms of, obviously, you're working long hours, you're doing all of this. I think, like Fraser said, people are quite caught up on the fact that they think you can just make an Instagram profile and suddenly be an online coach. And it's, I feel like people think it's a little bit easy. I kind of want you to go into sort of like, obviously, we know you love sending it and going out. But what sacrifices did you have to make in that sort of maybe 12 month period, especially when you were going from your corporate job and you were still coaching on the side and you were thinking, what do I do now? How do I do this? Or what's you must have had to make quite a few sacrifices to obviously graft like that. Yeah, for sure. So I'd say during this time, I had to say a no to a lot of things, right? Because I just joined a corporate job. I just moved to London. I had loads of people asking me, hey, man, I want you to come out. Obviously, I went to uni in London as well, so I knew loads of people. So, you know, I was getting invites, you know, quite a lot to say, let's go out and do this. Let's catch up for coffee. Let's do that. And really, I had to say no to a lot of people. And it's difficult to begin with to say, I need to put myself first or I need to put my business first. But, um, you know, it's worth a sacrifice, you know, in my eyes, because you can always meet for coffee later, right? Or you can always go out on another night out later. Um, for me, I think it's important that you prioritize looking after yourself and your business because that's then going to allow you the freedom to do the things later on. So, um, yeah, I really just got my head down. I worked hard. Um, there would be times I'd go out and socialize, of course, like with work on a Friday. But, you know, if I have a few beers on Friday night, I'd be waking up on Saturday, you know, at 9 a.m. and I'd be back at it with my business. I'd be back posting, back training and things like that. So it's really just, you know, gritting your teeth and grinding through it. 
Um, and it always seems to pay dividends later down the line. It doesn't feel like it at the time, but if you make the sacrifices short term, it, it tends to pay off in the long term. And one question I've got, and I think we're probably going to ask this question to a lot of people on the podcast, but and we asked it to Ben, and we obviously well, Ben's answer was mentorship. But what would you say is more beneficial? Being completely honest, you paying for courses and a mentor or mentors or your uni degree. <laughs> This is this is funny because um, I, I talk about this a lot on my socials, right, and through Twitter, and, and I actually say that university is overrated, man. Seriously, for the amount that you pay, you know, nine grand a year, whatever it is, you know, you can do a course that's very effective, very niche to what you want to do for nowhere near that price, right? Um, but it's funny because you see people go they'll see a course and they'll go, oh, that course is a scam. That's a scam, right? And it'll be like a 50 pound yeah. course, right? And it's like, <laughs> well, you, pay, you pay nine grand at university, man. And you, you, you know, and like, it, it depends what you want to get out of it, right? But I would say if you want to be in a specific industry or you want to work potentially in fitness, then mentorship and coaching will give you that over university for, in, in my eyes. And I learned a lot more through the courses I've done than I did at university. Um, that's not to say everyone won't benefit. You know, if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, then yeah. that's a different story. But if you want to kind of be you know, a PT, an online coach, or you want to do something in an online business, then getting a, a coach or mentorship group is, is far more advantageous in my eyes. Love that. You sure? Yeah. In terms of that, though, I had a similar experience. So I went to uni and I ended up dropping out and actually finished my degree. Um, but in terms of like outside sources, so I know me and Fraser both had it. When you want to go full time online coaching and when you're investing yourself and, and maybe you, like we've done spending thousands on courses and things like that and, and your friends or maybe your parents or people start hearing that you're spending that sort of money on things like that. And then they hear that you want to ditch, like I was on computer science, do you want to ditch to be this programmer who can earn like good money or have a good career um, and you want to be an online coach? I know, especially the older generation, not don't like it, but they're, I guess they're just worried for you. Um, so what was it like for you when you sort of left your job? Was there people saying what you're doing? Was there people saying, yeah. do it, or was it all positive? It's a great, it's a great question. So my family were always very supportive of me. You know, people like my mom, my dad, my sister, always supportive of what I wanted to do. So for me, that was good. Like I could pursue what I wanted to, but there was also people, you know, within friends groups or people that knew me were kind of like, this is, this is weird. He's quit his job. Um, you know, he's putting out loads of content on social media. They, they didn't quite understand it. Right. But you need to remember that you don't need everyone to understand it. And this is sometimes why entrepreneurs, they get like this, you know, people view them as arrogant, right? People will say, Oh, he's so arrogant doing this. And it's kind of like, well, it's not, it's just people don't understand the situation that you're in. And sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice things. You're going to have to say no, and you just have to go after what you want. And to me, I don't think that's arrogant. I think that's just self-confidence, but people are going to view that differently. So you need to, I think, have a little bit of thick skin. And you also need to ask yourself, like, what's the reason of you doing this, right? If your reason is to impress people and you want to be an online coach to impress people, then you're in it for the wrong thing, man. It's not the right thing to do, right? Like, you, you know, you've got your priorities wrong. You need to do it because you've got a long-standing value of helping people or, you know, living a lifestyle that you want that's not attached to everybody else's opinions. And if you can do that, then, you know, the outside noise and what everybody says, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter because, you know, the people that love you support you um, and you believe in yourself. And I think that that's, that's really key. Yeah, I think as well, like, with like people sometimes say like oh how do you believe in yourself or how do you form belief and i think it's the same for like proving to parents or people like that like you need to create evidence to sort of build belief if that makes sense it's the same with like parents for example when i first quit my job and said i was going to do what I, i'm going to do and i've done it all on the spot and everyone sort of i guess doubted me at first but that's because i had no evidence to back it up at first so yeah. i guess like they had some reason to doubt me, like not believe in me because I had no evidence yet. And then over time I started to prove to them, like I was getting clients or I was doing better and all, all these little sort of boxes that I was ticking to prove to them that one, I believed in myself and two, that now they started to believe in me. So I think at first sometimes, especially with parents, parents and grandparents, mm. like they hear you spending thousands on courses or mentors. Like for example, I went to Chelsea for a weekend with Imam to this day, I and to this day, my parents still believe it was like two hundred pounds. And even that, they were like two hundred pounds, mate. It was, it's two point two k. To this day, they do not know. And that was just one weekend. And going back to what we said, like 
it makes sense to invest in somebody that's done what you do. So Eman's a very successful young entrepreneur. He knows yeah. a lot about business. Now, I would rather do that than pay 40 grand for a business degree. And that's that's no disrespect to anyone who's doing a degree, but I just see more sense in that than, than the, the 40 grand, if, if that makes sense. Agreed. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think, yeah, you, you kind of have to show that evidence as well to show that, show that it's working, um, definitely. And like, you know, sometimes maybe it's like not always being as transparent as you need to be, right? Like, you know, telling like your parents that you're doing a course of 2.2K, they're probably going to go off on one, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, sometimes... Exactly. And, and, it, and it's not that they don't want to support you. It's just sometimes people don't understand, right? And that's not like their fault. That's not your fault. But sometimes maybe keeping it quiet. And this is why I say you should always kind of move in silence, right? And you should just keep grinding yourself and show your results. Because once you show your results, like you said, people are going to be like, fuck, you know what I mean? This is this is great. Like, he knows what he's doing now. So I think initially, as hard as it is, maybe keeping things to yourself um, and then grinding, that's, that, that's probably the best bet. Yeah, definitely i think as well a little reason on that that's that's probably why people think it's easy because a lot of people like us we might buy courses invest in ourselves and stuff and people don't you don't usually want to speak about how much they've spent on this and how much they've spent on that obviously in our under in our generation especially our parents generation people don't want to say i've spent five grand on a course but then because yeah. we're not telling people that i feel like that's why people think it's easy do you see what i mean that's why me and fraser try and try and obviously you don't want to, you're not bragging but you just want to say no. like yeah, I've got to this position, but because I've I, I've done this and this and this, or I've, I've mixed with these people, or do you see what I mean? People, it'd be helpful if people did know that because then it people Definitely, know it's yeah. not easy. It is hard work and it is just mixing with the right people. Yeah, I, I agree. I kind of agree with that as well. Definitely. I think, you know, again, it's just about focus, like being or doing what you think is right so you know despite what everyone thinks if you think this course is beneficial to you then feel free to tell people about it but you know you have to understand that maybe there'll be people that don't understand and then you have to accept that right that you are doing this for yourself um but yeah i can take your point there definitely man awesome right in terms of business this year then rose so moving on in terms of obviously not your past your future what's what's your goals for business this year yeah so goals for business this year is to just keep growing the the one-to-one coaching that i'm doing um which is going really well at the minute and and at, towards the end of the year i think we're gonna to have to get a team on right so a team to kind of help support with the coaching so i'm getting to the point now where i'm outsourcing a lot of um work so i've got a copywriter now that writes my emails for me um i've got i got hired a guy that's um, going to be running my youtube for me i've got editors um i've got a support team that like deal with my emails so starting to outsource little bits um but the bread and butter like the coaching the sales calls all of that kind of stuff i do myself um because i want uh, that's what i'm good at right i'm good at sales i'm good at like the marketing and writing the content and i'm good at my programming so i want to stick to the things that i'm good at and kind of outsource the things that i'm not that good at and i think as you grow your business that's really important is to know where your strengths are and know where it's best for you to use your time so for me it doesn't make sense to be editing youtube videos when i edit like a toddler right or like writing emails when i don't know anything about copywriting so outsourcing your weaknesses is very important um so yeah kind of that's the goal is just to keep growing and scaling that um which is really cool i'm also launching an ebook next week which is um this might be live by the time um this podcast goes live which is um, the busy professionals fitness handbook so an ebook to help busy professionals torch body fat stack muscle mass and you know get fit in just four hours a week um whilst not giving up the foods they love so um this can be a game changer i think for busy professionals that have kind of had a lot of mainstream nutrition rubbish and a lot of training rubbish thrown down their necks by you know the tabloids and mainstream media so um yeah looking forward to launching that man um yeah that's kind of where we lie with business and and going back to what we said maybe 10, 20 minutes ago about sort of the, I think you used the phrase like location. What did you say? Location Location independence. Yeah. Independence. Now, how, I was actually going to ask this, but I did forget it, but how like nice of a feeling is that for you to be able to go anywhere in the world and work and earn money off a laptop? Mate, it's the best feeling in the world, man. Like I can't, like for me, like that's what success, success is like freedom and like being able to do what you want. And that's why online coaching is fantastic. And like, if you can get to your business to a point where you can have an income anywhere in the world, it is complete freedom because 
you can travel like I've been to Dubai twice in the past um, few months. Um, last year, I went to Spain for a couple of months. Um, I've been to Lisbon. I went to Copenhagen. And then next week, I'm going to um, Barcelona. So I'm going to spend a month in Barcelona. And I don't want to make out that it, like I don't want this to come across as me gloating because I don't, I don't think that's right. But I'm just trying to portray that, you know, once you do have an online business, you can do these things and you can go and do that. And you don't have to worry about, you know, being in, you know, PT in for 60 hours a week in a in a gym right getting up at 6 a.m where it's cold right that you can actually do these fun things have these great experiences and still an income and most importantly still impact people's lives positively right that's that's the key so um yeah man location independence is, is the one man definitely I think it's so important to hear that from someone like you as well bro because you're you're sort of like proof in the pudding because I, I think a lot of people um promise this sort of outcome of things and and I think even me back when I was at uni looking at people um maybe even like you man and people like that because they're doing so well you you don't realize that this is actually possible and maybe even when I followed you I thought I probably I probably did think how the hell is he traveling the world and and coaching and how's he earn money oh, I think I probably definitely would have thought that so it's, it's quite I think it's really important that people look at you and they know it, it is possible like there's no there's no reason you can't it's just a limiting belief you think you can't travel and earn, and earn a good amount of money yeah yeah 100% that's a really good point uh, you talk about limiting beliefs quickly like I feel like sure. it's quite important so for example what you said then Charlie's like back then like, I remember mate when I was like maybe 18, 19, I was the exact same. I'd see someone in Instagram working from somewhere in the world that looked amazing. Mm. And straight away, I'd think, one, like, oh, maybe they've inherited money. Or two, they're a scammer. <laughs> or three, like, like, they're probably in debt. Like, these are just yeah. negative limiting beliefs that I had about people. But now, obviously, being in the position I'm in, and obviously we're all in, I, you can understand that sort of, I guess, as cheesy as it sounds, like anything is possible. Like, to, to some extent but um yeah i think everyone i guess everyone has some sort of limiting beliefs and and it's just a case of sort of reducing them again with evidence i guess the, the more results you you you've sort of proven i guess the more people you meet as well that's why it was so nice being in dubai and obviously we met yourself we met other people like-minded people and you hear about people doing so much better than you not that obviously money is important but you sort of realise that anything is possible, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and like, for example, Ron, like, he, he's doing yeah. amazing. Do you know what I mean? And he's very young, so. Yeah, exactly that. 100%. In, in terms of when you went over, obviously, investing in yourself, things like that, mate, um, sales, it'd be quite important. So I think people kind of get a little bit scared or maybe think, I don't know. I think, I think maybe I thought it was a bit intimidating at first. Sales, or oh, you run the fitness business, but you, you're good at sales because you said your strength was sales. <laughs> Yeah. I can see a strength for sales, mate, because you, you can chat to anyone. And we found that out at <laughs> the beach clubs. You absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, mate, like, how, how important would you say sales is? I'm not even talking just in, in selling your, your business, like in general life, because I, I feel personally like when I got a job at Fitness Superstore, me and Fraser both were at the same place um, after each other. I, I feel like sale, learning sales, and even I learned it from Fraser as well, was, was just such a turning point for me in terms of like even just confidence. So, what do you think of that, Ryan? 100% man like like everything I've realized everything in life is sales right so from the time you go up to get a coffee from the girl at the thing like I it's like that's sales that's it but everything everything sales right like you know you go meet someone in a new city it's like how can you have that emotional intelligence to get this person to like you right like i always say would this person buy off you or would they invite you to their party it's like you want to get in people's good books right and you want people to look at you and think wow like he's he's charismatic or like he's um, i like him right he's got a good vibe and i think that's that's the key with sales is having the right vibe um and learning to be confident in selling yourself right that's really important or your products or your business because a lot of the time you're a personal brand so you want to be selling all of the benefits of working with you, right? And the type of person that you are. Um, so, you know, learning sales is the key. And I'm a big fan as an online coach of getting people on the phone and closing people on the phone because um, that's the best way to do sales, right? Look at Jordan Belfort. That's like, that's yeah. the way. And a, a really good book for sales actually is The Way of the Wolf. Um, I'll be listening to that on Audible. So uh, audience definitely listen to this because um, it's a great book on sales. But um, yeah, everything is sales. And once you get good at sales, you can you know, you can kind of get what you want out of life. And I think that's really important. Um, but it's also important to remember that you need to have a product or a service that is worth selling. Okay. I think that's yeah, really important yeah. because, you know, 
I, after four years of coaching people, have built, you know, some good programs, right? And I've got proven results in it. So now when I get onto a sales call, I have confidence in pitching the price and pitching the products I have and the benefits because I know it works. And, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, I just need sales and a shit product and I'll be fine. That's not the case because, you know, no one's going to come back, right? Like Number one, you should only be selling to people with a product that can get them results. You need to be ethical about this. And I'm a big proponent of that. If your product's shit, you need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that your results speak for kind of how you're going to big it up. I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, once you've got your product nailed down and you know that you're good at what you do, then 100% invest time into sales um, and you'll start seeing your income and your business income um, really skyrocket. And, and going back to that, I think, like, for example, with the Grow Your Coaching students, we sort of teach them that sales shouldn't be seen as this thing that, like, you shouldn't look at sales like it's like a sleazy thing to be good yeah. at. Because, because mm. if, if your product, your service can really change somebody's life, it doesn't matter, like, if you get on the phone and you close them because you've got their best intention. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah. like, it's not like you're selling a load of rubbish. Like, obviously, you probably know about Jordan Belfort, the actual story where he was. Yeah, yeah. He was, that wasn't ethical what he was doing at first cool. obviously he's cut he's come out of jail and he's, he's sorted himself out now but he can sell um but obviously with what we're doing like we say it's the degree of coaching students you're you're going to change somebody's life with your coaching as long as your product and service is good so yeah. getting them on the phone and pitching them and closing them it's not like it shouldn't be viewed as a, a sleazy thing to do it should be viewed as like a very i guess like positive thing to do because you're 100 you're getting them to invest in themselves and they're going to change their life and that in 12 weeks time and they message you saying i'm so happy i invested in myself and went through it because this is the best i've ever felt like that's what people need to remember when they think of sales and communication 100%. yeah so. definitely i think i think with that as well touching on that a lot of people will go into a sales call and they'll be kind of like nervous right they're like oh sorry for like taking up your time or um, this is only going to take a minute it's like that's the wrong frame to look at things you need to go into the sales call and go hey man I'm going to change your life kind of mindset, right? Like yeah, yeah. this is the way you need to look at it. And that's not arrogance or cocky. You're, you're confident in your product and you go, guess what? I'm going to change your life. This is a win for you. And it's going to be a win for me, right? It's a mutually beneficial relationship because that's the way you want to look at it. You don't want to feel like you're taking up their time. You don't want to apologize. You want to be confident and happy because you're helping them out and they're paying for a service. That's the way you need to look at it. And that's going to make you more relaxed on a sales call, right? It's going to make you easier to close and things like that. Um, so 100%, I agree with that, Fraser. And I like that you boys got that mindset as well. I absolutely love that. It's great to hear. In terms of physique this year then, Ro, so what, what are your goals with your physique? You're going to get silly shredded and go and send it, or are you just going to just maintain <laughs> how you are, isn't it? Yeah, good question. So um, I'm going to get a little bit leaner for summer just because I like to be nice and lean. Um, but I, I spoke about this in my ebook, actually, you know, and you boys probably been there before getting single digit body fat is, is just a stressful man. It's too stressful. Um, and for me, like now I'm very sociable. I like to go out. I like to travel. So trying to maintain a like six to nine percent body fat is just not realistic. It's just and there's no need. Right. Like, you know, you have to worry about your meals all the time or this shit. It's just too much. So for me, I'm just going to try and get lean to around kind of 12 percent like beach body kind of look. Um, just enjoy my training, enjoy food, enjoy staying active, um, enjoy progressing on my main lifts and compounds. Um, and just being healthy and fit for for business, I think now is really important. So making sure that I can focus for business, um, that I can operate really well each day, that I, I, I more importantly feel good than just looking good, right? Um, I think that's really important for me now. So my goals are slightly changed from kind of the early 20s aesthetics, shredded kind of ziz look, right? Um, so kind of more <laughs> still looking good, of course, but um, making sure that I, I feel good most importantly and, and being able to perform well. Definitely. I think that's important. We actually had that conversation in Dubai, didn't we? I think about how below yeah. that 10% is not sustainable. Your performance no. drops. You, you're not thinking properly. Um, you're too food focused. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. A, yeah. There's a, um, like a, what, what would you call it? A, um, like a diminishing. Law of diminishing know, returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, after 10%, if you're trying to stay there, don't get me wrong. If you're competing or let's say it's for a specific photo shoot or something like that, then fair enough. Do that for that time. But below 10%, mate, staying there is just, it's not fun. It's not Agreed. Fun. Agreed, yeah. enjoy sure. life. No, I agree. I'm not going to pretend I can comment on that. Cause I, don't think <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I love cocktails too much. Is you found out the bottom of the front? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, it's the truth, isn't it? It's just the truth. No, nah, mate, exactly. Yeah. I'd rather be a little bit fatter, right? And enjoy a margarita <laughs> at Cove Beach. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why you're relatable as well. I feel like yeah, that, when I first started coaching, yeah, but yeah, when I first started coaching, I kind of like was worried I had to portray this chicken and rice and not go out and get actually screwed up on the weekend. And I feel like actually going to like, I said to Fraser, like actually going to clubs, mate, probably benefited my business because I was in-person training around a local area. So I'd go out and get yeah. spangled and speak to people. And I was more confident when I was pissed anyway. So I was speaking to people. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was just like, it was just a spiraling effect. Like it was just compounding because... I was speaking to more people, chatting to them. They were being, they were probably like, oh, he's all right, because I was pissed and I was confident. And then yeah. I was getting more clients. So I feel like being relatable is actually such a good thing rather than just being this straight so bodybuilder and pretending you are. Yeah, again, and it goes back to that sales point as well, right? Like sales, right? If you're out and you're about, you're networking, you're social, people know who you are, it's going to benefit your business, right? Whether you're online, whether you're face-to-face PT, yeah. people are going to see you like, oh, he's out having a few drinks. He's fun, personable. Oh, and he's in good shape. I want him to coach me. That's kind of the the mindset you want to look at it at, for sure. Definitely, and I, I feel obviously ben, ben was very similar, wasn't he, Charlie? Like, yeah, the, the he loves sending stuff, it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves sending it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? But, um, but then again, I guess on, on, the, on the opposite side, there is that, there is a very, like, there's definitely a place for the bodybuilder coaches that know everything, that do live and breathe it, because... 100%, yeah. Um, so... In terms next of um, question. did you want to go, Fraser? No, I was going to say next. What's the next question, mate? But you crack on. Perfect. Mate. We're good. So, um, in terms of some characteristics, right? Like, what non-negotiable characteristics do you believe that you sort of need to be successful? Um, in terms of sort of business. Yeah, for sure. That's a really good question. So I think one of the first um, non-negotiables is organization, right? So, you know everything can be hectic, especially if you're an online coach or a solo business owner, right? Like you're probably doing all the marketing, you're doing all the sales, you're doing all the admin, right? You know, you're replying to DMs, all this kind of stuff. So you need to structure your week and structure your days in a way that kind of helps that. So like for me, I kind of have days where I do my client check-ins right, or my client calls. Like I try and put those all in on a Monday. Uh, then another day I'll do like a content day. So I'll plan, this is a day I plan on the content. Um, and then I'll have a day where I do like biz dev or like manage my leads or reply to dms or whatever it is but i kind of just split my week up so it works for me i don't go into my week and go okay cool i'm just going to sit on my computer and decide what i want to do today that that's not going to get you anywhere because you're just going to end up scrolling instagram and doing things that are not going to give you a return so i think having organization allows you to focus on the high return areas focus on your leads focus on bringing more into your business closing leads uh, and then delivering a good service to your clients i think organizations really key to that. Um, I'd say the second skill to be, you know, successful in business is to be coachable, right? And invest in yourself. So if you're not willing to, you know, put the money up to go into a course, then you have to expect that you're probably going to learn at a longer rate, right? You, it's going to take you longer for you to understand what's going on. But if you are willing to invest in a course or a coach or a mentor, it's very likely that you're going to learn a lot and you're going to be able to skyrocket your income and your business um, and learn to do things in a better way. So I definitely think that that is important. Um, and I'd say the third one in business is to, I would probably say that, you know, just putting yourself first. I think that's really important. You need to remember that if you are a solo business owner, you need to put your business first and you really need to prioritize it. You can't be um, saying, oh, I don't want to do this today. You know, you've got to do the grind. You've got to do the hard stuff, um, especially to begin with, because, you know, saying no to certain things and sacrificing is going to pay off in the long run when your business starts to do well. And that's going to allow you to do the things that you want to do, whether that's to go travel, whether that's to use the money to pay off your parents' mortgage or to buy your own house, things like that. It always pays off in the long run. So um, I definitely say those are my three non-negotiables. And I think the first one, like you said, organization and what I yeah. get from that is like, we speak about daily routine and routine. We speak yeah. about it a lot. And it's yeah. just like, it's, it's basically the same thing. You've, you've already, you already know every week what you're doing at a certain time. You're, yeah. you're removing decision fatigue because you know, That's it. you know what you're doing. Like if you wake up and, and you sort of just think, oh, I'll just do this again. Like it's, it's, it's not productive. Like you, you're, um, you're increasing sort of workload. You're making decisions and it's, uh, I guess, not i guess it's not optimal for for getting as much done as you you could get. that's it yeah so, um, yeah mate, daily routine we're, we're big on that as well putting yourself first mate we haven't heard that one yet have we like putting yourself first that's 
that's actually quite a big one. I think I found that a bit of a struggle when you first start running your own business and doing your own thing as well, because I was quite young. It's quite hard to sort of like say no to things and not do certain things and upset other people. But you you kind of not upset them, but you kind of have to put yourself first in a, in a way and be quite blunt about it. Because if, if you don't, like you said, right, you're not going to, you're not going to succeed really, are you? You're not going to get anywhere because if you keep going to social events and doing things when you're meant to be replying to leads or something, there's no way that you're going to progress at, at, at a serious level. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. Next question. So do you believe the characteristics needed to do well with sort of getting in shape are similar to doing well with, in business? Yeah, 100%. And I saw um, a tweet online recently about like, gym bros or like guys that go to the gym or bodybuilders they make the best kind of entrepreneurs because like it's like the day in day out consistency that you need to build a good body you know to stay disciplined to follow a system it's exactly the same as as an entrepreneur and like you know i could there's so many parallels to both right like you know the days that you don't want to go to the gym because you're tired and you've had a long day but you go anyway and the same as like you know when i was working corporate i'd finish and i'd be knackered but I'd still have to run my business. That like determination and like that grit that you need to do both to do both things, they basically run in parallel, right? Like they they work together. So um yeah, if you're like this is why so many I think online or pe- good people that train and bodybuilder are good business owners and good online coaches because they've just got this mindset. It's all the mindset, right? If you've got this mindset that you can get something done and you're gonna grind until you do it, then that can go throughout all areas of life right whether that's you know in a relationship that you need to work on or whether that's other parts of life it, it, it definitely relates 100 percent. absolutely love that it's sort of like a i know people call it the growth mindset if it's a silly name or not but it's it's sort of that that sort of mindset isn't it mate like people people know they can do better and they think they can do better then they're going to keep trying and, and keep grafting i feel like the gym really especially me the gym really installed that in me um and i see that as well i think that's why as well a lot of people maybe don't think there's money in fitness but there is, and I think that that's definitely because as well, obviously there's money in it, a lot of people are interested in it, but I think as well, it is because of what you just said, it's literally because people are so disciplined with fitness that if they do switch their mindset onto a business mindset with fitness and they're passionate about it anyway, that's why yeah. there's a lot of money in it. Do you know what I mean? Because they're going to try so hard and invest so hard in themselves. A hundred percent. I think on that as well, if people say, oh, the fitness industry is saturated, everyone wants to be an online coach, but you know, to be completely honest, there's a lot of people that don't know what they're doing, right? There's a lot of coaches that are just posting random stuff or not consistent enough. And, you know, people not investing in themselves, right? So if you want to be, you know, above the average or you want to stand out, invest in the course or invest in yourself is going to put you there whilst other people are there. So that means you're then going to be able to earn more income. Again, going back to the importance of doing things like that. Um, so the industry is only saturated if you can't differentiate yourself or you don't have the skills. But once you can do those things, then you can exceed and you can do well. Um, and you can earn crazy money, right? Like I know people doing very, very well, right? Incredibly well. Um, so for me, that's always the inspiration. It's seeing how well people do and it's definitely possible. And as well, I think, Going back to what you said, it's like it's a it's, it's the passion for progress as well. Like we're all passionate about fitness, therefore we put loads of energy into it, and we know that we can do well at it. If that makes sense, yeah. Like that that's why we call it the passion for progress because obviously we're just passionate about fitness, and we can progress at something we're passionate about. And that's what you try and talk to people is like if you if you're passionate, like put fitness to one side for a sec. If you are passionate about something, then go for it because chances are you're going to put way more energy into that than that nine to five that you're working that you're hating. And then when you do go to bed on a Sunday, once it is your full-time income, you're not going to be absolutely hating the fact that you're going to wake up and then it's it's time to go to work. You're going to actually enjoy your life. So Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think on that as well, like um, passion is so important because you need to, like you said, follow what you're passionate about. And you want to, you know, finish on Sunday night and think, fuck, I can't wait to wake up on Monday, man. I'm so excited, right? Um, but to do that, like the thing is, Passion doesn't pay the bills, but passion does pay the bills when you know marketing, you know sales, and you know how to deliver a good service, right? So this is why I always say to people, and there's so many great coaches out there that don't have the marketing or they don't have the sales and they don't have the business knowledge. And I think, I feel, I think you're you're a great coach, but you don't have these other business skills that are going to help you level up your income. Um, So that's why if you want to make your passion, your paycheck, as it were, you need to learn sales and marketing. You need to learn how to do all of the business things because otherwise you're just going to be a standard coach that doesn't earn too much or you're just going to be a standard PT that doesn't go that far. Um, so learning business is fundamental in any industry you're in and that applies to fitness as well. Definitely. Love that. Me and Fraser always do say as well to our, to our sort of clients on the team as well, like the, 
Oh, I've forgotten it. I'm not joking. <laughs> what, like, I'm not even. I've literally just forgot what I was saying. Like, you, you can be the best PT. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. mind like, Yeah, you can be the best PT in the world. But if you haven't got sales and marketing, sorry, I don't know what happened there. If you haven't got, if you don't learn sales and marketing, like Rose literally just said, you you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna earn much money, are you? Because you're not gonna attract people and you can't sell to them. Yeah, and your your coaching knowledge, all your expertise, I guess, what you're good at, actually goes to waste because you can't. You can't benefit people. You can't help people. Yeah. You don't understand one marketing and then then sales. Um, yeah. So I think that that's very important that you spoke about that because I think a lot of people need to understand that. Like you said, people it's sort of like a waste. Like people are sort of, I guess their ability to coach or PT goes to waste because they don't understand business fundamentals, which could skyrocket their business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's good that you spoke about that. Going off the back of that, right? What advice would you give them? Obviously, you've given them quite a lot of advice already, to be fair, a lot of a lot of content. But what advice would you give to up and coming coaches sort of coming through the system and wanting to do well in business and wanting to do well with their clients? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think the first thing, if you want to be an online coach, is you need to set your avatar, right? Or you know, the type of person that you want to work with. That's so important because when you think about like the internet, it's full of billions of people, man. Like it's growing every day. So if you're putting out general statements people are not going to resonate with you, right? You can't do the things that you did as a PT because, you know, as a PT, you're in a gym. So you can give general advice and the people kind of there have to be coached by you because you're the PT in the gym or in that area. But when you're online, it's like a massive space. So being able to speak to a certain demographic of people will really help with your marketing. It will help with your sales and it will also help with designing your programs, right? So I work with busy professionals now. So my programs are now tailored to them. So we do certain exercises. There are certain aspects of the program that, that work for them. So, you know, that really helps when it comes to kind of selling my programs. It makes everything easier because um, I know who I'm helping. I know their pain points, things like that. Um, the second one is to find, you know, you know, get consistent leads into your business. That's another really important thing is to make sure you've got lots of people coming in, whether that's through Facebook ads, whether that's through DM, whether that's through sales calls, you need to be putting call to actions to people through your content to get them as a lead, right? You know, whether that's building your email list, there's, there's tons of ways to do it, but you need to find a way to get leads into your business and build up that trust. Um, once you do that, you're then going to be able to, to, to definitely grow your business 100%. Um, and I'd say the third thing is just to, be consistent with posting online. And it's very hard to do this to initially because you're not getting many likes, not many people you think are paying attention, but I'll tell you a story. So yesterday I signed a client on one of my high packages and um, he booked in a call with me and he was like, hey man, he goes, I've been following you on online for a year. He goes, I've listened to every single one of your podcast episodes. Um, I took him through like the sales call, the sales process I usually do. I said, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how keen are you to sign up? He goes, 10 told him the price, didn't bat an eyelid, paid him for, right? And he, this guy has never engaged with me online before, right? Uh, because he was quite shy, right? He's got social, he's actually got social anxiety. He's, he's a very shy guy. He signed up on my high package, boom, like that. And I thought to myself, maybe my podcast isn't, you know, that effective. Maybe no one's listening, right? And, you know, yesterday it proved that they were. So this is why you need to be consistent. You need to put out quality, and sometimes you're not going to see the results, but then one day it's going to click and you need to go, fuck, I'm so glad that I posted all that content or I did all those podcast episodes, right? Because now I've signed a client without having to deal with objections. He was happy to pay. He trusts me. That's the power of content. So being able to post consistently is really important. Yeah, and I think obviously off of that, it's like a personal brand. Me and Charlie always speak about it. Everyone's got a personal brand, whether you've got a business or not. And, and going back to what you said about like, talking to the girl in the bar or like getting a coffee. Like, I guess your personal brand is sort of your, your, your set, like your, not your sales, but like how everyone sort of sees you. So it's, yeah. it's important. It's important to work on this. And hundred percent. And I think it's nice, but like, let, let's say someone watches podcast and hopefully if they didn't actually know us, they have never said hello in person. They would then, if they did ever see us out, they'd say, Oh, like they, they would feel like they knew us and feel like we are, welcoming people to, to talk to does that yeah. make sense so like yeah 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 um but yeah no it's uh that mate so far mate you've, you've given a lot of good advice away to you yeah like people people definitely be checking this one out definitely it's quite refreshing as well isn't it fraser because we i think we while we got on with you rose so well in dubai as well is we just we think very similar do you know what i mean we've all got i mean fraser you say as well like success leaves clues like people are in certain positions like rose traveling working loads but he's traveling and he's living living a really good life 
and success leaves clues is because you have grafted you you've gone through that nine to five you have invested in yourself and you you have got a brain of masses of knowledge yeah you love sending it but you've got a lot of like, like even just from this podcast mate there's a lot of knowledge you you've given out for free and people need to click that that's why you're, you're doing very well and that's why you're in the position you are because you invest in yourself and you've you've got that knowledge inside you and and as well you're giving some away for free people like you yeah, appreciate that man thank you no, that's true yeah, no. so in terms of next question mate so your 18 year old self is there one piece of advice i mean i'm i'm waiting for this answer it's probably going to be send it more or something but one piece of advice <laughs> you would give, one piece of advice you would give your 18 year old self mate so to be honest i like i'm quite i don't know i don't really have any regrets and i'm kind of glad that i've gone through the process that i have um but i definitely could have learned quicker so i definitely would say get help earlier on. I think that's the key. Like if you can, you know, if you've got some savings or you've got like a little bit of money or something and you want to do something, learn from an expert as quick as possible if you want to start earning quicker or you want more progress quicker, right? Because I spent the first two, three years doing everything myself. And, you know, I learned a lot through it and I don't regret that, but it would have been a lot quicker if I kind of had some help from from people. So um, to my eight-year-old self, I would definitely say, yeah, do that. Um, Probably say, I don't know, send it less? I don't know. Nah, I don't think so. No way. <laughs> no way. Nah, I've had a lot of fun, man. And also don't like, and I don't think that you can't do both as well. So like for me, I love going out and like having fun and going to Dubai, doing these trips, going to Ibiza, all that shit. You can still be successful and have fucking fun. Like you don't have to be a robot. You don't have to be boring. You know, you can enjoy both things. And I think that's important uh, for people. It's not all a grind, right? Like life's fun. Life's fucking great. You can meet great people. You can do cool things and you can earn money in the process. So yeah, for sure. That's good to know. And I, I think as well with the, Go back to the first bit, like the investing in yourself, just to shortcut the process. And like, I think it's just such an important thing for people to take away. It's like, why would you wait? Like, why would you waste time? Like, time is so important. Time is more valuable yeah. than money. Like, you, you can never get time back. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I think it's that that's a big sort of t- takeaway. Um, what, what people need to sort of really think about after after listening to this episode, definitely. Definitely. You got any more questions, Fraser? We got anything else to add? Um, let's let's should we talk about your Twitter, right? Because I feel like you're popping on Twitter at a minute. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well on Twitter. Um, yeah, like how? Because me personally, mate, I deleted Twitter like a few years ago. I don't really use it, and I think Charlie sort of you, you sometimes have your tweet pop up, probably just rose notifications or something, and, and that's yeah. I don't go on it too much to be honest, but Ro, like I haven't even got notification turned on. I think my phone pops when you put a tweet up. I think it's because you. <laughs> Mate, I think as well, and again, it's a good takeaway for people, it's because you're so relatable. You're so relatable. Like, even little things like this, I mean, you've literally done this one an hour, mate. Being 10 to 15% body fat is more attractive to girls than being sub 10% body fat. Take from this what you will. And, like, for me, I'm thinking, fucking ass, good nicks, I ain't shredded. But, like, it's relatable in that sense. <laughs> it's relatable in that sense. But it's also relatable in the sense that, like, you're, you're then portraying that people can go out and have fun and people can do things. Do you know what I mean? You're portraying so many different things in one tweet. And, mate, I think it's just because you're, you're so relatable and you are very good at chatting and putting these tweets together. So, yeah, we do love your Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and, mate, I, I'd go on Twitter and I only go on a few profiles and yours is definitely one of them. So, if people haven't followed you, <laughs> Ro, mate, you've got to follow Ro on Twitter. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Quick question, Ro. Where do you, like, do you have, like, what we said about daily routine, like, you've got certain times you do certain things. Do you, like sit sit down like at one point in the week or every day and just sort of think of content like to post because yeah. hey, that does not just come to you like this no not that one but I've, I've seen some of your tweets mate and they they do bang and i thought you, you you must have sat down and really sort of thought about your content yeah so for sure i mean yeah so so i've probably been it's probably been a year since i started my twitter properly so april last year i was probably down at around like a thousand two thousand followers not a lot like i was just posting shit and then i started tweeting every single day right so i started like tweeting each day so um whether that's fitness content whether that's ideas just started doing it every day um and i got a coach as well to help me write tweets man like i hired a guy for a month wow who coached me on how to write tweets so he's very big on twitter um and i just paid him for a month i was like bro like can you teach me how to write tweets or how to be a better writer or how to get engagement so he taught me how to do it in april and then now I'm at nearly 18,000 followers. So you know, I've gained about 17, 16,000 followers in a year. 
Um, and my engagement's pretty good as well. So, you know, I put the work in, but I also, again, got a coach to help me <laughs> write tweets. So after wow. doing that and learning from people, you, you know how to write things that are going to do well for engagement, right? Um, yeah, and you, you kind of just learn. I, I've obviously got a background in health and fitness. I've trained for 10 years. So I know my stuff when it comes to fitness and training. Um, but yeah, there is a technique to kind of write in tweets and learning things. And you learn that through doing it every day, being on the platform every day, uh, and also learning from people that are good at it. Um, so yeah, I've started to get get quite popular on Twitter, which is good. Um, and it helps from a business point of view, man. Like I get all of my leads essentially now through Twitter. It's crazy, right? Loads of my leads come through Twitter because of the content that I'm posting. So that just shows the power of, you know, posting every day or, or posting lots of content. It's really important. Good. Just going to say about YouTube, mate, you're saying you're going to kick off on a YouTube channel soon. What's that going to entail? Is that going to be more content? Is it going to be you sending it? What's, what's going to be on the YouTube? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So um, I'm starting. So I've got one channel, which is kind of like my podcast channel where I just post all my podcasts. The second channel is going to be very much shorter videos, which are going to be helping busy professionals, execs, busy people learn everything they need to know about training and nutrition fitness and lifestyle so um it's going to be me kind of documenting a lot of how i train my nutrition but it's all going to be targeted towards busy people right so cutting out the bullshit practical actionable ways to cook your food to train efficiently all of that kind of stuff so um yeah i'm really excited to be launching that next month so this month actually it's april yeah so yeah launching that this month which is going to be great and you you sort of mentioned did you say that you were going to sort of uh i know that you sort of you sort of like a videographer and stuff uh, when you do go to is it spain you said just yeah because obviously you're going to be working over there making content is that is that something you're going to be doing every day like filming for for the youtube or yeah so i think i need to be careful with how i manage my time but i I definitely want to get out at least one good video a week because for me it's all about quality and um especially with youtube as well you can run out of ideas i think so um i've got a dude actually i'm hiring a guy that's actually going to help me my youtube as well so again I've got a coach for YouTube now as well <laughs> you love um, and stuff. So, and this is why your network's really important, right? So I know these people and I know these guys from networking, chatting, you know, being sociable, again, going back to sales, right? Um, and he's going to help me out um, and he's very good at what he does. So, you know, again, it's all about like just being personable, man. The more that you can do that, you never know when someone can help you in the future. So yeah, he's going to help me be growing that, going to get one good video out a week or not good, excellent video out a week um, to, to really push that out. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Definitely, man. Nice. Well, wow. Look forward to it. Again, success leaves clues, Fraser. We we didn't even know half this when we come on the podcast and we knew quite well from the bio. And <laughs> yeah. you've got you've had a coach for Twitter, you've had business mentors, <laughs> and you've also got a coach for YouTube. So I mean if this doesn't Oh you right, oh, yeah, I bet you had a coach for sending it as so... <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm self-taught in that man. Uh, yeah, co- coach for everything, but yeah, I am. Um, I think that's. Uh, I think that's wicked. Like, get get coach for everything, copywriting, anything, any skill that you want to learn. If you want to learn it quicker, get in coaching it. It's as simple as that. Like we we bought courses in investing in stocks and shares. Like we bought yeah. courses in everything, business, everything. Um, Sick. Yeah, important, mate. But yeah, that's interesting because we didn't even know the whole sort of um, getting a coach for Twitter, getting a coach for YouTube. Yeah. I didn't even know that, mate. But um, that's good to know. To be fair. And that's good as well. Pro- proof in the pudding there, mate. Fair play to your Twitter coach because what if you gain 16K in a year? Something yeah, that's, that's yeah. mad. And, that, and that's, that's a only, people. That's only going to compound more as well. Like people who don't understand the compound effect, like yeah. when you start small, it takes time. But like the more you grow, the more you grow. That's why, like, that's basically the compound effect. So for example, you you went from 2,000 to 18,000 in a year. So chances yeah. are, you're going to go from what what sort of growth is that? That's like a nearly a, a 10x growth, not so much, maybe a 9x growth. So 9x 18k this time next year. What's that? What are we looking at? 200. 100k? Yeah. 200k? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Two, yeah. Around 200k. So that's the compound effect for people that don't understand it. And I think people wanting to start YouTube uh, or start something like YouTube that they, they need to understand the compound effect. Like you, you could be hustling and grinding at YouTube for a year before stuff starts to take off. And you need to accept that before you start. It's going to be a long process. You're not going to put out two videos and it's going to blow. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, and that's the compound effect basically, but hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You don't want to so should we wrap it up there, Fraser? Anything yeah. else you got, you got want to add Roy? 
Nah, boys, just uh, appreciate you having me on, man. And I hope this was valuable to the audience. Um, you know, the, whether they're online coaches at the minute or aspiring online coaches, hopefully this was valuable for sure. Yeah, definitely. And even just anyone who's sort of interested in business or starting an online business or creating some sort of side income or sort of anything like that, I think this has been very beneficial because the fundamentals within an online coaching business is very similar to any sort of business, whether you want to go into videography, photography, like just anything. So um, I think it's important. And just before you go, Ro, did you want to um, sort of, where can people find you on your, on your socials? Sure, man. Um, so you can find me uh, mainly on Twitter and Instagram at Ramwa. Um, and you can also just search Oliver Anwar on uh, YouTube and you'll find my channel. Um, and yeah, my website is theworkercoach.com. So if you want to check out my website um, and yeah, you can contact me through socials and things like that in case you have any questions. Yeah, now nah, cheers for coming on. I really appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank I you appreciate very much. Boys. Thanks, I've lads. enjoyed it a lot. So if you've enjoyed, make sure to like, comment and subscribe and we will see you in the next one.